Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein, managing editor at JustBaseball.com. Got Elijah Evans with us today, who wrote our X-Factor series for the AL Central. He's got one X-Factor for each team, and then we're also going to talk about these teams a little bit further because in every season, there is more than one X-Factor. We'll begin with the team that won the division last year, the Cleveland Guardians. You have Aaron Savali as the X factor. I think when I was reading this list, the, the the name that brought up the biggest smile to my face is Aaron Savali, because while it is true, not as much maybe sex appeal as some of the other things oh, on yeah. this list. Definitely, definitely way less interest in Aaron Savali for compared to some of the big names I put on this list. But you know, with Cleveland, we've talked about it on previous pods. Cleveland's team is really good. They're really well rounded. There's really no concerns with the bullpen continuing to succeed. The lineup looks good. There's a few guys we'll talk about, I'm sure, with the lineup. But for for Cleveland, it really comes down to the back end of the rotation. You know, you've got Shane Bieber, who people – Shane Bieber's an ace. We know he's an ace. Tristan McKenzie is out right now. But when he gets back midseason, he's expected back in June. He's another really solid arm. Cal Quantrill proved last year to be reliable, reliable and decent. But, you know, beyond – even including Quantrill to some degree, the back end of that rotation is Aaron Savali and Zach Plesak, who are by no means – bad arms but they've been a little shaky at times Savali has kind of failed to stay healthy and you know neither of them have been consistently reliable on a game in and game out basis for Cleveland why pick Savali over Plesak do you have more hope in Savali yeah I think Savali's got a little more there Um, I think we've seen Savali show that he could be a true you know middle rotation guy he's not a superstar he's not going to wow you but he's shown that he can be a really consistent three at times. But then when he's shown that he's either regressed or gotten hurt in one way or another. So with, I think there's a little more there, you know, he's only in his fourth full season um, pitching in the league at this point. So he's got, he's still fairly young in his career. I think Aaron Zavali sounds like a, people think of him as like this veteran guy. who's just been around and he's, he just turned 27 this offseason. So he's, he's not old. He's been around. I mean, he's, he's been around a little bit, but he, he has a little more in the tank. And I think he has a little bit of a higher level that he'd reach besides Fleetsack. And I think Fleetsack would be a lot, another logical choice here, honestly, because either of them could really elevate this team if they were to take another step forward in their progression. But I think Savali, especially like we've, we've seen his ability to be, good and to be a productive arm um, and I think it's just a matter of him staying on the field and kind of continuing to develop um, in a further level uh, this coming season that could really help this team because as I was saying you know there's, there's not a lot of holes other than the back of the rotation really yeah I mean th- that's kind of where we then go as far as other x factors like those are kind of the two guys that you know, could take them from good division winner to like scary world series threat right. if you can add a fourth arm and you're saying Savali is maybe the guy then all of a sudden your team takes that step forward. If we look at the starting right. lineup, I think there's a lot of guys that you kind of know what you're going to get, right? Like, you know, I, I like the X factors to have a big swing of outcome, like someone right. who if awesome can, can take you to a whole nother level, but also there's still that concern that, Oh, maybe they, they might not be there. To right. me, I look at this lineup, like an Ahmed Rosario. I think there's not a high ceiling. I think we kind of know what he's going to be Steven Kwan. We know he's going to hit and get on base. The yep. guy to me that I think is an X factor is still Andres Jimenez, where interesting he performed so much above expectations last year, and he started off good, and you know I think he looked good at, at spurts of the classic too. But it's just, is he a six win player moving forward? Like that's right. that's uh, he, he really that's made hard. it tough for himself to live up to that. Yeah. And if he's not that, is he still like a four and a half five win guy? And that could be enough for them. 
Right. And I think, I think you look at Jimenez and it's like, he, again, he is going to be solid. And I think, I think it's given that he's proven that he's going to be a good player, but is he a true number two star to Jose Ramirez yeah. like he was last year? Because last year he was – it was really honestly 1A, 1B even. I mean, at times last year he was as good as Jose Ramirez, which is crazy to say, but he was really good for spurts of last season. I mean, throughout the whole year, but especially at certain times you could see him when he was hot. He was on. Um, you know, he could really – if he can be a true co-star with that team, that's a whole other level. And then if you look at it on the flip side, I have a different name with the lineup that I think kind of is even, a, even more – less proven than Jimenez – but has the ability to be another really big factor. I look at a guy like Oscar Gonzalez yeah. and say, you know, Oscar Gonzalez, we saw some things last year and he came up huge in the playoffs. I mean, we saw he's got, he's got a knack for hitting. I mean, he can really swing it. And he is a guy who has a really wide range of outcomes because, you know, he, he could easily be a guy who doesn't really get it going and strikes out a little too much. He's had a bit of problems with that in the past. And he could be a guy that ends up being about a league average bat. But if he really finds his stride, and can develop to the level that we've seen him do in little short periods, that could be a guy who, yeah, at the back half of your lineup completely elevates the deeper part of your lineup to another level. That was the name I was going to circle next. Yeah. Uh, and and really, I think that really does hit the, the guys that are key to them. I think another name to mention since we're on the Guardians, maybe a couple. One is the health of Mike Zanino. You're going to get some power yeah. production from the catcher spot. And the other one, I am actually starting to look at Josh Bell as kind of an X factor in the sense that, you know, he's kind of a tale of two seasons guy where sometimes it's one half he's hot. The other half he's not last year. Of course it was the trade. That was the big line in the sand for him. But we even saw that. in I think his all-star season 2019, he had a big first half and a bad second half. So I think that's another guy to look at where, you know, if they're going to hit that, that next level, there's a lot of guys that got to just be at their best. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you look at bell. And as you said, I mean, he, he went from being, an all-star level hitter with the nationals last season and then didn't even hit, hit below 200 once he went over to the Padres. So that's a wide range of outcomes. And, you know, he, like we've, we've talked about this before. I mean, if he's in that lineup and you have a combination of him and Josh Naylor at DH and first base, and they're both really hitting at the level that they can hit. That's, I mean, that lineup is really hard to pitch around when you've got the, the contact guys up front, you've got Jose Ramirez and you've got two big power hitters in your first base DH spot. If they're both hitting, that's, that's a really good lineup. So. That's that's why they're the favorite right now. Um, yeah. Now to your favorite, the White Sox. <laughs> How did they fare today as we're recording? They this? just got destroyed today. Uh, I know you just set me up for that one, so it's all good. Uh, they just gave up 16 runs to the Giants, which is pretty embarrassing. Um, so the Sox, I mean, there's about 17 X factors on this team, in all honesty. Um, I know I, I, I had one name I put down, but I think with the White Sox, every single player that has continued to get hurt or continued to not live up to their ability is the X factor. I mean, it's, it's the whole team, really. I mean, yeah. I, I went with Michael Kopech uh, personally, who, as we are talking, gave up uh, six home runs in his first start of the season, um, which was hard to watch for sure. Um, but, you know, he Kopech's, Kopech's a hard guy to figure out. Uh, I, I've struggled as a White Sox fan who watches every single one of his starts to figure him out. Um, you know, he has all the talent in the world. He came over in the big Chris Dale trade um, seven years back now at this point. And he was, he was, I mean, him and Yohan Moncada were supposed to be the start of this new generation of the White Sox. And Kopech is just, he's got the stuff. His velos ticked down over the last few seasons. It seems that in his surgeries and then his transition to the bullpen and then transition back to starting, he's definitely lost a little bit of the consistent velocity. He can still go up and grab it, but, you know, he has kind of shifted into more of a control, more of a, 
mess with your timing and more he does a lot throws a lot more off speed than he used to as opposed to his you know when he was throwing 100 back in his prospect days he doesn't do that anymore he's throwing a lot slower but he's throwing a lot more variety of pitches and trying to mix things up more and you know he just he hasn't been able to find consistency he had a few starts last season where he looked like he was could really be like a number two on this team and which the Sox desperately need to have it you know a number two three guys that perform beyond Dylan Cease and he he looked like he can and then he has starts where he just cannot throw a strike or he's throwing the ball right down the middle like he did to the Giants the other day where he literally was serving up I mean nothing but fastball after fastball with no movement right down the middle and they hit six home runs so it's just it's really hard to figure out what's happening with Kopech and it's hard to figure out where he's going to go this season but you know the White Sox the biggest thing is these these pitchers beyond Dylan Cease I mean they've got a guys who are talented and had every single guy in this in their rotation has shown they can be good and they've proven it at times, but going into the season, I, there is no, there's nobody other than Dylan Cease that you're confident in putting out there in a must-win game, which is the biggest, okay. biggest issue for this team. Yeah, I mean, bet. like you said, like you know, any you pick a name, and they all could be yeah. X factors. Giolito yep. could be an X factor. Clevenger, yep. Lance Lynn. I mean, th- there's a lot of talent there, and we, we this goes right back to our last conversation. We were discussing all the different teams in in this division, like. You know, every single player, like you said, there's the high end of what the White Sox can be, and there's a low end. I almost want to do who's not next factor, but then you're only looking at players that are consistent. I can say, like, Andrew Benintendi, uh, you know, Dylan Cease, right. they're not X factors, but in some ways they are because they're the only guys you can actually count on to, <laughs> yeah, to be exactly. who they're supposed to be. No, that's Everyone exactly else. right. Yeah, um, I mean... The... All, all I was going to say is, uh, you know, I just want to tee up on one guy that I think... White Sox fans are the most excited about, which is the kid Oscar Colas. Like, what have you seen yeah. so far? Have you liked what Colas? Colas is good. You know, I, I really do like a lot of what I'm seeing. He's going to take time. He's not going to be a guy who comes up and is a Julio Rodriguez and immediately is a star. But he he has really advanced plate approaches. I saw this in spring training, and I saw it again. I see it again in the season. He he looks like he's not a rookie the way he approaches the at bats and he's patient and he's able to really think about his counts. He's definitely striking out a little more than ideal, but that's, that's going to happen. It's just a rookie thing, but you know, he, he's got, he hits the ball really hard. His contact his high. His hard hit rate is super high. He's going to put the ball in play. He's hitting a lot of line drives. The power swing isn't quite there yet, but I think it's going to come. Um, you know, he, he can hit, he hits the ball so hard that if he starts running into some, it's going to come. He needs to work a little bit on his approach with the off-speed pitches. Um, I know he's still struggling a little bit with sliders. He kind of did in the minor leagues at times, but he he looks really good. I think he's going to be another layer to this lineup, and he's playing every day pretty much other than one game. I think he's played every other game so far, and you know, having him in the lineup is another high-ceiling guy. It's a guy who could be really good, and I don't think he's going to – I mean, again, he's not going to be a guy that I think like is single-handedly carrying this team by any means, and I don't think he's going to be one of the stars of the lineup. But I think he's putting the ball in play hard. You know, he's having good advanced play to, like at bats, and he. I mean, he looks like he could be a factor. And I think, I think he is a guy that can really help the team. And then beyond that, you know, in the offense, it's, it's just the health of these guys. I mean, Eli Jimenez is already on the IL, which is not a surprise to me, uh, unfortunately. Um, and then you've got, I mean, guys like Mancada and Luis Robert look really good so far. Um, but it's again, it's about staying healthy and it's about staying consistent with uh, with a lot of these hitters on the Sox. It, it really is. I mean, he just. Yeah everyone you name is an X factor and it's, yeah. it's, it's tough to even differentiate. And that brings yeah. us to a team where there's maybe the biggest X factor in the sport. And we say it every single year. What if yeah. this is the year we get 150 from Byron Buxton? Because if we ever get that, here's a guy that could, 
you know, win an MVP in a league that has Shohei Otani. That's how much talent Byron Buxton has yeah. as you know one of the best center fielders in baseball when he's out there, and you know, a guy that can hit home runs at will. Yeah, he was the the main guy you pinpointed on this Twins team. Yeah, I, I really wanted to put somebody else. I, I did. But when you look at the roster, you, you can't put anybody else as their biggest X factor. You you really can't. I mean, he he is the he has the ability to completely change the twins as a team. And it's not just because of his bat, it's not just because of his glove. I mean, it's it's just the all-around package that comes with a Byron Buxton that's healthy and in his element. And it's beyond just health, it's also him being healthy and also at his best. It's not just health, because last season he was when he played, he still wasn't at his best. And I, that a lot of that is from lingering injuries and injuries that continue to affect him. But he needs to be healthy and he needs to be at the top of his game because he's a guy who can easily hit 40. I mean, last year he had 28 home runs, if I'm right. And that was in, I think, under 100 games. So, I mean, you're looking at a guy who can hit 40-plus home runs easily with, with ease. And on top of that, incredibly fast, a good defender, all of the above. I mean, he really is the total package if he can stay healthy and if he can limit his strikeouts and kind of, uh, you know, shore up his approach a little bit. And I think the twins are doing the right things. They got a ton of outfielders. I think they have six outfielders on their roster right now, which seems excessive, but they're DHing him a lot. And at the end of the day, like, yes, Byron Buxton is a good fielder. He's a really good fielder in center field, but they have other guys that can field out there and they need his bat. They need him in the lineup every day. And if that means DHing him, do it. And it's going to come down to if, if he can stay on the field and he can really get in his groove like he like we've seen him do it many times. I mean, he has shown to be an incredible player multiple different times in his career. So it's just he just has to he has to do it for a full season. And we're going to see we're going to see if he can. Right? The last three seasons of Byron Bucks and well, actually first the last two 153 yeah. games played. He has 47 home runs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. 2020, 39 games played 13 home runs. So you put that all together, it's in less than 200 games. You're looking at 57, 66 yeah. homers. You're, you're looking at a guy who's amazing. Yeah, really. His his career slash line. Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't look at his career because I was actually looking at his projections. <laughs> I, 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 I got fooled by zips. I was like, his career oh. slash line is a 146 WRC plus. I forgot yeah, I how much he struggled one. at the start of his yeah, career. Yeah, he did struggle early in his career. But that, again, a projection model has him at a 146 WRC plus, and he started he's the incredible. season hot. He's yeah, amazing. No, he's a great player. He's a great player when healthy, and right now he's healthy, and they're going to do everything they can to keep it that way. Yep. A guy that has started off really hot for them is Trevor Larnich. Um, yeah, I mean, he looks like a guy that could really help this lineup currently sporting a 391 average and a 41 on base. I think that'll play. <laughs> what do you think yeah. about him as a potential X factor here, too? Yeah, Larnick, Larnick's good. I think he he's a guy who, you know, it's kind of been like, what are we going to get from him the past two seasons? Um, and now you're finally starting to see a lot of his potential. You know, he's a, he was a first round draft pick. Um, I think there was there was always hope that he could be a really big impact bat and it just hasn't quite happened. Um, in his first throughout like the first two seasons of his career, he played kind of sparingly the last two seasons. He really wasn't given a full job. And I think the twins, you know, they have a lot of versatile bats in their bench and in their lineup, especially in the outfield and, you know, corner infielders, especially. And they, they want to mix and match their hitters, but I think Larnick could be a guy that could really, you know, put himself a hundred percent every day in their lineup and, and change the lineup as well. I think you, you look at a team, a twins team with some of the, some of the more consistent bats they have. Cause you know, you've got a Carlos Correa who, you know, you're going to get, good production from and you've got a 
few other guys like Jorge Blanco and then various guys who you know you're going to get solid production from. But then you've got a lot of these high, you know, variability guys. And, and Larnick's a guy that if he really starts to find his groove, could be another could be another impact bat for them for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing the overall depth that they have here. And some of these guys can contribute at different times. We've even seen Joey Gallo get off to a nice start. He's kind of a sneaky X factor. Yeah. I, I got an interesting question for you, though. Game game for your life. You got to pick one of these guys to start for you. Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Tyler Mountain. Yeah. Who, who do you got from that four? In all honesty, I'm going Joe Ryan. I am. I think that's. I, I think he's young, and I, he's definitely the least proven of those three. But I think when you talk about an like an elevation of a team, I, I look at Joe Ryan and I see. I mean, I I uh, I did the bold predictions for the AL Central as well, and one of my bold predictions was that Joe Ryan gets Cy Young votes, and I don't wow. think he wins Cy Young this year. Um, but I, I think Joe Ryan's ready to take another step. He has probably one of, if not the best, fastball of all starting pitchers in baseball. His fastball has a lot of tail on it. Um, it's really effective. It had, I think it had like something around like a negative 20 run value last year on his fastball, which is absurd. Um, he He's a guy who I think takes another step. And I think if you're looking at the rotation, which is a rotation generally made up of a lot of middle rotation starters in reality. I mean, Pablo Lopez has been a really quality three for the Marlins and, you know, Sonny Gray has been a two at times, but I wouldn't call him an ace. Um, and I think Mally has been a mid rotation guy most of his career too, but I think Joe Ryan's the guy who could take that next step. I don't know if he's going to, but I think he has the ability to take another step and elevate the rotation if he can really move him, cement himself as a top of the rotation level arm. Yeah, for me right now, I would take Pablo Lopez. But yeah, that's the fair at, choice. But then at the same time, you know, when you're looking at upside, and if we're framing this under the X factor context, I do think Joe right. Ryan is the guy. And I asked you that question to get that answer because I kind of thought that's where yeah. you go with it. And, and it seems to me like he's a, a definite guy to pinpoint as an X factor for this team. Yeah, I agree. Now, as we close things out, the two teams at the bottom of this division, uh, you know, I, I think when we're having these conversations, we look at X factors from rebuilding teams. It's more, you know, X factors towards the rebuild because yeah. the Royals or the Tigers, neither one of them is going to make the playoffs this year. I don't think that's a hot take. Yes. Uh, but I think for one of the teams in particular, Kansas City, you know, there's a, a lot of interesting names that are in this lineup all of a sudden. So, Oh, it, it, it crossed the board here. Who is it that you think is kind of the biggest X factor? I know he wrote in the article, of course, but uh, who else as well? Yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of guys on the Royals. I mean, you you just said it. Their, their lineup is really starting to come together. You see that I didn't even deal with touching on the pitching in the Royals, and we can talk about that a bit later, but the lineup is really – it's, it's coming together. They've got a lot of guys who are coming up and starting to look good. And I, I pivoted away from Bobby Witt and Vinny Pasquantino because everybody, they, they've gotten popular, I think, especially through the World Baseball Classic and Pasquantino playing for Italy. And just in general, I think both those names are, are more known. Those two are probably the leaders of this offense at the current stage in terms of the young guys, um, aside from Salvador Perez, obviously. But those two have proved they were ready last year. They showed a lot. They're going to continue to show more. I, I don't have any real question marks about them kind of taking that next step. And I think they both will continue to, but I look more at, you know, the MJ Melendez and the Michael Massey and that general category of guys who are young and showed some stuff last year, but haven't, don't, haven't, don't, you aren't really looked at as, you know, solidified guys. I think MJ Melendez is a little bit more solidified. Uh, whereas Massey really didn't get a ton of time up last year. Um, I wrote about Massey in the article, but you really could go any direction with these young hitters. I think a lot of the young hitters on their roster could turn in a pretty solid season. Um, so I think it's just going to come down to, you know, what situations are used in and who kind of how they develop and how their offense continues to grow. 
um, because I know with with Massey, I think there's a lot of upside. I mean, he he's pretty versatile defender. He's solid in the field. He's got some really sneaky power. Um, I saw him in spring training, and he just absolutely crushed a home run. And it's he doesn't seem like a guy that you expect to hit a ton of home runs, uh, but he he's got some good power. He's got an upside with the bat. He's got good bat to ball skills. I think he um, he could be a guy that could really develop. And I think with the Royals, you're looking for guys who can take the next step and can show that they are a future guy to be to look out for on this team, and guys that can really assure themselves a spot going forward. So I think that's that's what you're looking for with the Royals is any of these young hitters to you know take that next step and say you know I'm. I'm here and I'm going to be in this lineup for a long time to come. Yeah. And, and Michael Massey, the last two seasons, 2021 and high end 99 games, 21 homers last year. Yeah. He had 54 games in double 33 and triple and 52 in the big leagues. You put it all together, ended up with 20 home runs. So yeah. there is that additional pop coming from the middle of your lineup or even the, the bottom of your lineup. Right. And, and, and that that's what you want to see. I also am surprised to find out that Jackie Bradley Jr. is playing center in Kansas City. I had no idea. I, I found out that like a few days ago when I was doing when I was looking at watching the Royals game and I was like, wow, Jackie Bradley Jr. is playing. And I, you know, I, I don't really understand that. I think I, if I'm the Royals, in my opinion, especially with all the young talent they have, I am turning in a lineup of eight young guys at Salvador Perez. There, there's really no reason. I mean, I, I don't really see a reason for that team to be hitting anybody other than their young hitters right now. And I know that's not, it's not that simple and that's not how it goes oftentimes. And you have to fill roster spots and some guys aren't ready yet for the big leagues, but you know, I want to see as much young talent as possible from Kansas city this year, because they do have a lineup. That's really, I, I really think this lineup could be seriously competitive in three years from now. It's just, they have to continue to see which of these young hitters are going to stick around. And I think Massey is one of those guys, but we need to see it even further this year. Yeah, no, I mean, when, when you look at, at uh, bats given to a 33-year-old Jackie Bradley Jr. on this team, they feel wasted. Maybe they, they want to have a, a good center fielder for yeah. pitchers they're trying to develop, I guess. But on the pitching side, outside of Brady Singer um, and Zach Grinke just being awesome, uh, which right. doesn't help their rebuild, there's not a lot to like at this point in Kansas City. So that that's where they, they got to work to find some talent this year and throw a lot yeah. at the fan and see what sticks, I guess, right? Yeah, that's a that's that's going to be the goal for their pitching, and that's why I didn't want to try and pinpoint a pitcher here. But you know, I think they're going to try, guys. They're going to see what Bubich has. I mean, they're going to see eventually what Daniel Lynch has. I know he's hurt right now. Um, there's a lot of a lot of guys on their team that are young, and you know, Brady Singer should continue to develop. I think he's going to he really has kind of proved himself as the main the the guy to stick around there with with Granky for however long he's there, probably for another ten years. Who knows? But uh, they uh they got to see what works with those starting pitchers, and you know, it's it's hard to say there's an X factor. But uh, it's really just which starting pitchers can show something. Yeah, no, yeah. it's that's that's the the age old question right now for this Royals team who yeah hasn't had pitching in since I guess they won the World Series. Um, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a minute, and even that team didn't yeah. have that much pitching. But anyway, right. the Tigers to to close this out. Yeah, I guess it's not Javi Baez. No. No I, Baez I, yeah, no love, no love for Javi Baez for me. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get much love from Javi for me. I think he has a better year than last year. Um, I think Baez will definitely not be the worst hitter in baseball again. Um, but I also don't see him being, you know, a huge impact guy. We'll Even see. A good hitter. I mean, that's, that's the bar. Is he gonna yeah. have a, a good season? I mean, maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> doesn't do anything. Well, actually, it's funny. It kind of does something for the rebuild because he's on a six-year contract that they can't right. get out of. So it does do something. Yeah. So maybe you need him to put up a good season in like year three where you can try to flip that thing. Right. Which even then, I don't even know. Uh, but we're yeah. obviously looking towards the kids on this team. 
Um, you have some guys that they just acquired uh, in a trade for Soto that maybe could be X yeah. factors as one of them might establish themselves as a starting guy, but still all eyes are on Torque and Green. You went with yep. Torque, but I'm sure you could have flipped Either the one on that one. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Either of those guys. I mean, those are really the two guys. Uh, Riley Green and Torkelson are, are phenomenal players. I mean, they've, they've been amazing in the minor leagues, and Green showed a little bit more last year as Torkelson really struggled in his rookie season. He ended up in AAA for part of the year. Um, but, you know, they both have a really high ceiling. Torkelson is obviously one of the top prospects, was one of the top prospects in baseball going into last season, and uh, was widely considered to be, you know, the future star first baseman for this team to replace Miggy's replacement long-term. And, you know, he he – he has it. I mean, he, I saw him hit an absolute monster home run against the Astros a few nights ago. Um, and he, he looks like he looked, I mean, he looks better. He looks better in a few games. Um, I haven't watched a ton of the Tiger team so far. Uh, I got to watch a few of them, Why would but you? you know, well, fair, but they did beat up on the, the Astros. So, you know, it's, it's hard. You never know it's baseball, but uh, Torkelson looks like he's developing and Riley Green looks really good too. I mean, Riley Green's been making a lot of defensive highlights. Um, his glove has always been phenomenal in center field. Um, and I think his bat is coming around. He's a really, I mean, he's a versatile hitter. He's got contact. He's got power. He's got kind of, it's kind of the whole package. He's got some speed. I mean, he's got a little bit of everything that makes him really appealing. And Torkelson, you know, is not just a power guy. I think a lot of people thought of him kind of as more of a powerful first baseman, but he, he has been a really quality contact hitter um, throughout his young career. So, you know, those two have the ability to really, to really break out. And I think I expect a big season from both of them. I know uh, they're both, they both look good to start the season. Um, I think they have, I mean, Riley Green is hitting, he's hitting three, he's hitting almost 300 right now with an 826 OPS uh, through his first seven games. Um, so I think, you know, it's, there, there's a lot to like with those two. And I think their development and them really, both of them really taking the next step and showing that they're as good as they should be. And I, I, I don't think they're going to immediately get there. It's going to take some time, of course, but uh, those two really, really breaking out could be a huge step for this team um, in a season where they're going to lose a lot of games. That's what they need. They need a couple yeah. of guys to establish themselves as some cornerstones moving forward. And unfortunately, you, know, you look at other teams like the Orioles or, or even the Royals that are in a rebuild. There's just more guys that you're just like, okay, maybe, okay, maybe you're a mainstay. Right. Unfortunately, you know, you look at this Tigers team and it's guys like Austin Meadows where I think even though there was a point where Austin Meadows is a really good player, even if he figures it out, I don't know what that does for the Tigers long term. You know, they're they're kind of more stop right. gappy players here. Yeah, you look at you look at a guy like Meadows, and it's like Meadows is him bouncing back from last year. I think he's doing better on a personal level, um, which is great for him. And I think he's gonna bounce back to some degree. Um, but you know, I think that doesn't, like you said, it doesn't do a ton for them. I think it makes them better and it makes their lineup more competitive, which is a good thing. Um, cause it's always good to be in games, especially when you're, even when you're trying to rebuild, it's good to at least compete to a level where you can feel the growth. Um, but I think he doesn't do a ton for their future. Um, like you mentioned earlier, Matt Beerling and Nick Maton, um, acquired from the Phillies, both guys that could be something. Um, they're both pretty young. Veerling's hitting really well. He has a, he has a almost 900 OPS so far uh, this season. He's had some really good at bats so far, and um, I know uh, there's there's people that look at him as somebody who could could kind of be something for them. Um, but you know, I think as we said, it, it does really come back to those main two, and then beyond that, it, there's a few pitchers you're looking at to kind of show a little more. I know, like you said with Javi, he's on a long contract. Eduardo Rodriguez is also on a huge contract, um, so he's a guy who you know is not super young, but if he he's still got many years on his contract with them, so if he can kind of get back to a little bit higher level. Um, and I think he can, you know, be a guy that's going to be around for a while and at least be helpful for them. Um, but we'll see what happens with him. 
Yeah, they're they're in that point with with both of those contracts where you're just kind of scratching your head, which is funny because when we like, I, I don't think anyone looked at either contract and thought, "Ooh, that's going to be bad." Like Javi Baez, granted, right. I, I mean, it, it was the much. same money as Trevor Story. Maybe you thought that um, you would have liked Story as a player more than Javi, but Javi was really good with the Mets down the stretch of yeah. 2021. Where some people thought, "Oh, that's not a bad move. He'll be good out there." And right. that leads me to where I want to close the show today. Do you know Javi Bias is WRC plus currently this season? Yeah. I have no idea. Um, I, let me think I'm going to go, I'm going to go 47. Kind of close, kind of close. Okay. It's 41, but it's negative oh. 41. Oh my goodness. He is that wow. bad. This year, Javi Baez is two for 21 with one walk, and he has struck out how many times here? Five times. So, strikeouts Oof. for Javi, not bad. 22. That's not bad. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, a, a 0.95 slug to go with that 0.95 <laughs> batting average leads to a minus 41 way to runs created plus. Yeah, that's not ideal. It's, it's not what you're, you're going for. Uh, anyway, thank you, Elijah, for coming on. No problem. Uh, thank that, you for having me. Of course, that is uh, this week on Who's Better Baseball. Check out at JustBaseball.com all of the written articles. I'll put the uh, article Elijah wrote on the AL Central in the description of this episode. And we'll do a couple more of these next week. So make sure you tune in for that. 